Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. My name is Adam. I'm the volunteer coordinator here at DHC. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, there are a lot of our volunteers in these shirts today uh, to kick off our message series, Live to Serve. We're going to talk about service for the next two weeks. We handed out all of the shirts last week. Some people got one this morning, and then we had to spray paint one on John because we didn't have any shirts left. I don't know if you saw that. I mean, wow. It's quite the show up here this morning. Anyway, uh, so we're talking here about this idea of live to serve, and I am so excited to be having this conversation with you all in the next couple of weeks, because I think that this is going to really get to the core of who we are as a church. It's going to get to the core of a lot of our faiths. It's going to get to the core of a lot of our lives and kind of how we live each day. Disclaimer, I just want you to know that some of you by the end of this series may be a little annoyed with me. You may not necessarily love all the things that I'm going to say. That's okay. We can take it. You may even disagree with me. Just want you to know that if that's you and that's kind of how you roll, that's totally okay. You're still welcome to be a part of Downtown Harbor Church. I just want you to know that we just believe that so much of what we're going to talk about in the next two weeks is a part of our DNA. It's actually a part of how people grow in their faith. It's actually a part of how, it's, it's a part of how people actually become closer to Jesus, which is why we stopped and stepped back and wanted to talk about this for two weeks. Because it's this idea of live to serve, that our life would actually be a life of service, that our life would be a life of service to others. And if we think about that, if we talk about that, and if we understand that, then we just believe at the end of the day that that should be a life rooted in selflessness. I just want you to know a couple of things. I believe that as we step back and we talk about a life full of selflessness, that it causes us to think differently and to do different things. But a lot of people get confused. A lot of people get confused about the Christian faith, specifically following after Jesus, because I just believe a lot of people are theologically bad. I believe a lot of people are theologically poor. And I believe there's a lot of false understanding of what following after Jesus is really about. So I just want to give you a couple of things. Following after Jesus isn't about a few things. And I want to talk about where we get a little confused about what following after Jesus is about. Okay, don't miss this. Don't misunderstand this. Following after Jesus is not about love. It isn't. Now, do I believe that love is a crucial component of following after Jesus? Yes, I believe Jesus calls us to love your neighbor as yourself. He talks about love a lot, but a lot of times people who are following after Jesus step back and they go, okay, well, as long as I love people, I got it all right. That's just, I just believe the Christian faith and following after Jesus is more than that. It specifically is not about religion. We get confused about following after Jesus, that the more times that you show up or participate in something, that it's going to get you closer to God. First of all, I believe that you should show up here as much as you can. If you decide to engage with Downtown Harbor Church, I make this soft commitment to my family that every time that I'm physically in the city of Fort Lauderdale, I'm going to be present in this room to be a part of what God's doing at DHC. But it's not about religion, and we get confused sometimes. It's definitely not about rituals. If you look back into the Old Testament, there's a lot of rituals that they did. Other religions, they have rituals, and we get confused about what following after Jesus is all about. I just believe this at the end of the day. I believe that if you cross the line of faith and you say yes to following after Jesus, that following after Jesus really can be defined in one thing. Following after Jesus is all about, don't miss this, death to self. 
death to self. Meaning that following after Jesus always, always, always calls us to the exact opposite of our human instincts. You want to get angry quickly? Jesus says, be slow to anger. It's not in our human nature to love our neighbor as ourselves. We hate our neighbor as ourselves a lot of times. You know this because you have neighbors. And so Jesus calls us to love our, our neighbor differently, love our neighbor as ourselves. It's, it, we're dying to who we are internally as human beings and following after him. Part of death to self is serving others. Part of death to self is serving other people, just like Jesus did when he walked this earth. Part of death to self is giving up on being selfish. If we're talking about the following after Jesus, rooted in this idea of death to self, if we're talking about this, we understand that following after him would cause us to be different because it is in our human nature. Don't miss this. So key, people. This is so important. It is in our direct human nature to be selfish human beings. It's innately in us. And Jesus calls us to the opposite of that kind of behavior. So I just believe if, if this is true, and I believe it is, we have to talk about service. We have to talk about the idea that we would step back and serve others. What does that look like? What does serving others actually look like? Maybe that's here at Downtown Harbor Church and you decide to engage with other people. Maybe that's in our local community. Maybe you're helping people clean up their cars or helping people get uh, tow trucks lined up or maybe you're helping people rebuild after what we went through this past week. Uh, some of you have told me stories that you had traveled across the state and you'd helped during Hurricane Ian and what happened in Fort Myers. Maybe it's something big that has to do with natural disasters like that. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just choosing to serve others every single day. I don't know where you are on the service spectrum this morning, but I do know that it's so important for us to talk about it and to step back and to understand that if we are to follow after Jesus and if we are to call ourselves followers of his, that we would understand what it means in terms of dying to self and serving others. First Peter chapter three, verse eight says this, it says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble, serving others, being sympathetic, loving one another. Philippians 2.3 says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. I'm gonna read this again because it's so impactful and so filled with weight. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Selfish, vain, do you see those two words? Rather in humility, value others above yourselves. And then lastly, I just believe this is so important for what we do as we understand how we should serve uh, other people. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You wanna know what this means? This means that every one of us is gifted in a certain way. Every one of us is gifted in a certain way. Your gifts are different than my gifts. My gifts are different than your gifts. 
It's one of those ideas that we would understand as we continue to follow after Jesus that our gifts are unique to us and therefore in some way, shape, or form, we have to use our gifts to serve others. Serving is different than a career. Serving is different than a job. Serving is different than an obligation. Serving others is a privilege for you to use your gifts, whatever they are, to serve others right where they're at. And if you consider yourself a Christian, here's what I love about this. You're commanded to serve. If, if, you're, if you consider yourself a Christian, in some way, shape, or form, you're commanded to serve. Again, what's so unique about this is it's different for every one of us in every one of our lives. That's okay. However, if you consider yourself a Christian, you're commanded to serve. Jesus commands us to serve others in all things that we do. But here's the truth about Christians. And I don't know if this is true about you, but I know it's been true about me before. We ignore a lot of God's commands. We just, we just ignore them. We just say, ah, that's fine. I can't, that doesn't apply to me. It, do, it doesn't apply. I, I'm not interested in that. That, that. You know, they must be talking to Steve because they're not talking to me, right? Because I don't like it. Maybe Steve will pick up the ball on that one. Certainly Adam's not going to pick up the ball on that one. So we ignore a lot of God's commands. Like, let me, just, let me give you a couple. We ignore like giving financially. We just kind of go, eh, somebody else will take care of it. I got debt and bills and all those things. Somebody, somebody else will help fund whatever's going on over there. I, I know that they can't be speaking to me in that way. What about widows and orphans? Do you love when Jesus talks about widows and orphans? It's the idea that uh, someone who would have a loss or someone who would be alone, and they're, they're not talking to me, right? They, they, I, I can't open my home to a ch- You know what it's like to open your home to a child that is not your biological child? I do. It is not the easiest thing in the world to do. It comes with its own set of complications. Jesus calls us to do it. He does. And then we also have this thing, loving our neighbor as ourself. I, I just believe that so often we struggle with this. So often we step back and we go, yes, but this is really hard to love people as we want to be loved. It is really difficult to engage with people and love them even though they're different than us or might be even similar to us. Jesus does not call us to things that are easy. He calls us out of our human nature, dying to ourselves so that we can follow after him. But there is one that we cannot ignore. At Downtown Harbor Church, uh, we will preach and talk about all of those things that I just talked about. But we just feel at the end of the day, as we stepped back in January and we said, okay, we have to figure out what we're going to communicate over the next 12 months. We stepped back and we said, this is one of those things that we have to let our people know about how important it is because there's too much on the line. And that command that Jesus gives us is the command to serve to serving other people, to serving in a way that we would understand might be our local church, might be our community, whatever that is, I'm gonna talk about it. Because in Matthew chapter 20, verse eight, it says this. It says, just as the son of man, just as Jesus Christ himself did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus himself came to serve. 
Jesus, who was the Son of God, who we believe is the risen Messiah, who we believe gave his life, which we celebrated last week, and then rose from the dead three days later so that we could live. He commands and came himself to serve. If Jesus did that here on earth, we have no choice but to follow in his footsteps. So as we stepped back at Downtown Harbor Church, we actually said a couple of things about our organization at the beginning of this year. And I think it's just a great opportunity to let you all behind the curtain a little bit and to tell you a couple of things. So DHC has been at the Museum of Discovery and Science for just over seven years, which is really exciting. Most church plans don't last a year. Uh, so this is our seventh year of ministry here at the Museum of Discovery and Science, which is really cool. Last Sunday, we actually broke our attendance record on Easter, which is really cool. So there's more people coming to DHC than ever before. It's an exciting time. If you've looked around or you've been around for any length of time, you know that our church is growing. There are more people showing up. There are more bodies in this room. There are more people engaging with us. Also so exciting. So with that said, we started to ask ourselves, how do we help our folks understand what we believe is one of the best ways that they can grow in their faith and that they can engage with Downtown Harbor Church in 2023? So the idea was developed to come up with this series, Live to Serve. And I remember what I said to John when we talked about this message. And I said, you know, John, Live to Serve, great idea. I said, but I'm kind of tired of serving. I'm ready to live. You ever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> here's the truth. I, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've been in ministry since 2001, this year 22 for me. And I was a young, young man. I started in ministry when I was 19 years old and I've loved every minute of it. And the truth is, is that I'm kind of tired of serving. I'm ready to live is a joke. I will be here doing this as long as God would have me doing it, as long as there's breath in these lungs for the rest of my life because I understand how important it is. Before I get into my next segment here, let me tell you a little bit of my story, because some of you don't know it. Some of you didn't even know that I came up on this stage with a microphone sometimes because you're new to DHC. So in February of 2001, which would be 22 years ago, I started at my local church as a small group leader for kindergarten and first grade boys. There was a day very similar to a day like today where somebody with a microphone stood on a stage, put some scripture on a stage, and talked about the importance of service. And I looked over to some folks that I was in that particular church service with, and I said, I'm going to volunteer at my local church. I'm going to say yes to investing in the lives of kids, and I'm going to say yes to volunteering. At whatever level they'll have me, I'd love to plug in. About 18 months later, I was their kids pastor because I, I loved it, and they, and they hired me right out of college. It was so fun because I was set to be a high school English teacher, and they offered me like $3,000 more a year to come be the kid's pastor versus the high school English teacher. And listen, when you're 21 or 22 years old, that's a lot of change. So you're like, yeah, I'll come be the kid's pastor, all right. I think God's calling me to, but the 3,000 sounds really good too. And so sure enough, the only reason that I'm standing on this stage today is because I volunteered in a local church. The only reason that I'm standing up here with a microphone today is because God led my path in my direction from a little small town in Michigan down here to South Florida to be a kid's director and a kid's pastor. And I'm only standing here today because I said yes to volunteering all those years ago. But in my mind, all those years ago, and maybe in your mind here today, you're gonna kind of unpack 
reasons that you won't do this or you won't serve or you won't volunteer. Um, I, I will tell you, I, I have experienced them. I've made some of them before I said yes. And I have uh, heard a lot of them in the last 22 years. So I just want to pre- present to you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, uh, humbly and proudly, the five excuses folks use to not volunteer. And I would like to discuss them with you uh, here today so that we can unpack them and you can definitely relate to them. Because here's what I believe. We're going to have some fun in the next couple of minutes. But I actually truly believe that God is pulling on a lot of hearts in this room right now. And I believe that God is pulling on some things related to you and your personal faith journey and how you might grow. Because at the end of the day, faith and coming back to DHC week in and week out is all about the people. It really is, it always has been. And where do we find that our people engage the most? When they say yes to volunteering. So let me give you the five excuses folks use that I've heard not to volunteer. So I just want to tell you this. Number one, I am too busy. Okay, have you, have you heard this one? Or have you given this one before? Okay, I am too busy. It is 2023, okay? Everyone is busy. I don't know if, I, I don't know the last time I've met someone who I said, hey, how you doing? What you doing? How, how, how's life these days? I'm not really doing anything. I'm just kind of sitting around, like on my, I'm, I'm on my couch, you know, thumb in my ear, just, I, I, I'm too busy, right? Here's what I want you to know, and I want you to understand very clearly. You have a responsibility to take action over your own life. You will prioritize what you want to in your life. Every single one of us does. You will prioritize what you want to in your own life. You will make time for what you want to make time for. I have seen this over and over and over again in my own life and in your lives. I've seen it. You will prioritize what you want to prioritize in your life. And a lot of you say, oh, I'm kind of weary, I'm worn out, I, I'm too busy, I don't know if this is the right thing for me now. Matthew chapter 11, 28, 30. By the way, I'm going I'm to debunk every one of these things straight from the Bible, just in case you're wondering today how it's going to go, okay? Come to me, all of you who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will tell you this. On Sundays at Downtown Harbor Church, there are some Sundays... I'm not really in the mood to show up. I'm, I'm not. I, I have a life. I have a busy life, much like many of you. But I do it because I just believe that God will give us rest. And he, even though we're adding another thing, it, it allows us to step back and be um, different because we've chosen to show up. The scripture goes on. Says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Number one, I'm too busy. So is every other person who shows up here. So is every other person who engages. So is every other person who says yes to serving. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's finally your time to debunk that one and go, okay. I can prioritize what I want to in my life and I'm not too busy to show up. Number two, I am hungover on Sundays. You might be just a couple of tweaks away from a healthy lifestyle. You might, if, by the way, 
I have also seen a number of our volunteers through the years who have been hungover on Sundays and still showed up. However, so I would like to also debunk, and we don't encourage that. However, I've seen it happen a time or two. Proverbs says this, right? Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat. For drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. If you're partying on the weekends and that is your reason not to show up to potentially do this on Sundays with us or with any organization, by the way, you got to evaluate where your faith is. If partying trumps showing up to engage with other people in faith, it might be time for you to just think about some things. By the way, I am not saying you shouldn't go out and have a good time. I am not saying things like that. I believe you should have fun. You know DHC, we do our own monthly social and happy hour. We are not saying you should not do this. That is not what I'm indicating. I'm indicating that every person is responsible for their own faith and their own actions. Yes, they are. However, if partying is trumping something in your life that is a commitment to God, you may have to step back and have a conversation with yourselves. Number three, I don't like kids. Neither do I. And I was a kid's pastor for 18 years. We have a lot of kids coming to downtown Harbor Church. There are more and more kids than we've ever thought would grace our doors. If you've seen the kids area at any time on Sundays, woo, it's like running a three-trick pony operation up there, okay? However, it's one of those things, I just believe that kids are important to Jesus. I believe that kids are important to God. I, for the first time in my life a couple years ago, became a parent. She's now three years and, I don't know, almost five, four months old, five months old. And I want folks investing in her lives, in her life, excuse me, that know and love Jesus. Because we just want other adults in her life coming alongside her saying, hopefully, the same things that Caitlin and I are saying to her. That's important to us. DHC Kids is growing. That's something that's on your heart to volunteer with our littlest kids here. I would tell you that that's something that you should strongly consider because you're impacting the next generation. A lot of times people get a little sideways, shall we say, especially those of us who are a little more seasoned and like to complain about the next generation. You ever met anybody like that? Well, you have an opportunity to invest in them right here. Don't complain about them unless you're going to be someone who shows up in their lives helping to shape and mold them. That's important. Luke chapter 18, verse 16 says this, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. I don't like kids. Heard it. But kids are important to God, so they should be important to us all day, every day. Number four, I struggle with people. Who doesn't? Like who does not struggle? Have you met human beings? It's like the Department of Motor Vehicles out there constantly, like all day. Like every like you're waiting in line at the DMV like all day. You're like how are these how are these people? Where am I? Part of being a Christian is putting up with the crazies. Like it is. It is putting up with a bunch of nuts all day, every day, because people mean something to Jesus, so they should mean something to us. 
If you do not like people at all in any way, shape, or form, I will tell you this, and I'm not saying you're an extrovert, introvert, we can debate that all day, but if you don't like G, or if you don't like people in any way, shape, or form, we might have to have a conversation about just your faith and your Christianity because Jesus is pretty clear. Here's the command, right? As a new command I give you, love one another as I've loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I know that sometimes working with people, maybe it's in our community or maybe it's here at DHC, can be intimidating because there's a lot of nuts out there. But it's something that I believe is so important to our Christian faith. It also oftentimes reminds us of how actually centered and normal we are as human beings. Number five, I'll do it soon. Ah, talk to me in a month. Hit me up in a month. I'm busy. Do it now. Do it now. At Downtown Harbor Church, we believe something. We just believe the number one way that you can get connected in our organization, hand over fist, time and time again, is to serve. And by the way, you don't have to show up early like some of these folks do on Sundays. If that's not your jam, it's not your jam. It's totally okay. But we just believe the best way that you can plug in is to serve. Jesus was telling a story in the book of Matthew, and he was talking about folks who did things for people who were uh, less than themselves, shall we say. And when we served others, what that looked like. I wanna talk to you about what he said, because it's so important. Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, the king will reply, it's Jesus here, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. You did it for me. Jesus, Jesus do, you mean, do you mean to tell me that you're telling me when I do something else, I'm doing it for God? When I do something else for someone, or when I do something for someone, I'm doing it for God. Is that what you're telling me? Jesus is telling you that's exactly what I'm telling you. If you want to serve me at the end of the day, you want to grow in your faith that you will serve other people because when you serve other people, you're actually serving me. And that's how impactful this is. That's how important this is. So let's talk about Downtown Harbor Church for a second. We are still a church plant that does not have a building. We meet in this IMAX theater in this museum. We don't have classes or groups that meet every single day. We're hindered oftentimes by our space. So people tell me all the time and ask me, what's the best way that I can plug in at DHC? And I give them the same answer every single time, plug into volunteering, plug into serving. It's the best way that you'll get to know other people. And it's the best way that you can grow in your faith. I wanna put up a picture. And this picture is a special picture. It is from September 20th, 2015, when some people who are actually still a part of our church in this picture planted Downtown Harbor Church. By the way, did you know that when we started, we only had 18 people who were committed to attending DHC? These people were volunteers. These people said yes to serving a cause bigger than themselves so that they could help grow the kingdom of God. And as we stand here some years later, I just want you to know that volunteering is at 
the core of everything we do at DHC. It's impactful, it's important, it matters. And so I thought today, rather than just me tell you how much it matters, I would allow you to hear from some of the people whose lives it's affected the most. So take a look at the screen. Hi, my name is Mike Hall. Hi, I'm Allie Tremblay. My name is Brady Bushnell. Hi, I'm Sarah Gambrell. Hi, I'm Paula. And I'm a volunteer at DHC. And I'm a volunteer at Downtown Harbor Church. No, I'm a volunteer at Downtown Harbor Church. And I'm a volunteer at Downtown Harbor Church. And I'm a volunteer at Downtown Harbor Church. It's honestly something I never saw myself doing. Um, and it's until you know you had approached me and we had talked about it briefly, and I volunteered the first time. You know, knowing how much went into putting the church together because I, you know, I always just show up and you see the sign, you see the guy in the parking lot, you walk in, you see, you know, a good sermon. Knowing what goes into the backbone of what gets set up and tore down at DHC every week is just, it's crazy and it's a lot. I believe that volunteering at DHC, I, it does more for me than I do for you. I just absolutely fall in love with the, the family. Um, and so Adam said to me, you need to volunteer. And I thought, volunteer for what? And uh, you know, they said, anything, just pick something. And he put me on the uh, list to serve coffee that Sunday. And I remember serving my first Sunday at coffee and I've done it ever since. You know, I just think it's really good to be involved with other people, like have that aspect of community involved every week and to be around people that, you know, have similar mindsets as you and have similar beliefs as you. Yeah. So. I started volunteering originally because it was something that's very important to me that I value, um, not only to volunteer, but to be around our youth, um, you know, in a Christian environment. And so that's why I enjoy being with the kids. And I still do it because I absolutely love it. And it's just become a really big part of my life. Well, I took kind of a strange road to get here about 12 years ago now. My 21-year-old stepson passed away in uh, Las Vegas celebrating his birthday. And that was a really rough spot. And I really had a hard time under trying to figure out why God would take a 21-year-old kid and leave a 58-year-old person behind. So I went through a period of my life where I was mad at God. And I did everything that I could do to do wrong. So it uh, took me quite a while. And uh, during that time, I got assigned to work on a project in Tel Aviv, Israel. Six-week project turned into be six months. And while there in Israel, kind of had a little divine intervention. And I came to the realization that the reason that God would take Vinny at 21 is because he filled, fulfilled his mission. He touched more people in 21 years than I could touch in three lifetimes. So I came away with that as I had a need to serve. My calling was to serve other people. He wasn't done with me yet. What I love the most about volunteering at DHC is is talking with my you know my fellow volunteers. If I'm out of town, which is very rare, I literally miss volunteering at DHC. Like those are my friends. The, um... I love connecting with the other volunteers. Actually, I think that for me, a lot of really um, impactful people in my life. I've met through DHC and through volunteering, and I feel like when I show up there early every Sunday, it's not like I have to go volunteer, like I have to be there. It's like, no, I'm going to just 
hang out with the people that I love to be around. And same with the other kids volunteers. I just love catching up with them, you know, in those couple of moments before we even start service with the kids. Um, everyone's just really wonderful. And so I love connecting with the other volunteers. I would say just the aspect that everyone is, everyone that you that's also volunteering with you and everyone that's there at the church is just very, you know, accepting. And you always, you never feel like you're being left out from anyone and everyone's really accept, accepting of you and you're included in everything. After church one Sunday, um, you know, nothing unique about my time with the kids that Sunday, but Adam texted me and said, Libby just gave me a recap of her time at church today. And she said, I looked very beautiful in my dress and Miss Allie looked very beautiful in her dress. And we both looked very beautiful in our dresses. <laughs> and I think the reason that really stands out to me, not because I got a compliment from Miss Libby, but because I kind of started to realize I was actually building a relationship with her like she started to remember me and to me that's something that's like so important to me is to be like a good role model for the younger girls so these people who you saw show up week in and week out for free because they believe in a cause bigger than themselves for free this is how important this is the community that's built, the lives that are changed because some folks just in a room much like this just said yes. A volunteer on our team, Sarah and Andrew Holland, produced that video. They've been here for seven, some seven years and change. They just said yes to serving. I don't know if you saw the kid who was in that video, Brady. He's down at our tech booth right now. Kid's 15 years old. And until he got his temporary license, drove, excuse me, didn't drive anything, he rode his bike to church to show up to serve you. And you didn't even know he was here. Don't volunteer for us. We tend to say at DHC, we don't need volunteers around here. We want people who want to serve. Don't volunteer for us. Volunteer to strengthen your faith. Volunteer to strengthen your faith. Volunteer to express your gratitude. Gratitude to a God who has loved you and sent his only son to die for you because it's one of the things that I can do in my heart is say yes to volunteering and just give back. To say yes to volunteering, to just give back, for, to show one ounce of gratitude, to, to, to show my appreciation for what he's done in my life. Volunteer because you're called to do it. Jesus says, go and serve. Go and serve other people. Whatever way you're gifted to do it, all of you are wired differently. Volunteer to give back because you've, called, you've been called to do it. So what's the practical? You know, at Downtown Harbor Church, every single week we put these, we put this question on the screen, this word on the screen, and ask ourselves the question, what's the practical? How can we hear what we're hearing on Sunday and put it into practice on Monday. You know, I just believe that God works in really cool ways. And even though some of us may really gain some insight and knowledge and growth in our faith by coming into this room and hearing a message, and being in the scripture, reading the scripture, hearing about the scripture, I believe he calls us to do more with our faith. 
He calls us to engage in a different way. So what's the practical today? Find some place to volunteer. I hope it's here. But if it isn't here, say yes to serving somewhere. You don't volunteer here in this organization, say yes to serving somewhere. So a lot of you today may be sitting here going, okay, how do I dive into this then? What do I do? You people seem relatively normal, semi-normal around here. So how do I get involved in this? Glad you asked. Throw the QR code up on the screen. If that's you and you want to serve, you can scan that QR code and say yes. And there's a volunteering option. There's a connecting option. There's a comment option. And someone from your t our team, will probably be me, will be in touch with you. And we will get you placed in a place where you can volunteer and that you can serve other people. And if you miss the QR code during the service, so you don't have it, it's on our giving boxes outside. You can get it there as well. You can talk to one of us, pull us aside. We'll make sure that you'll get it done. And if you already volunteer here, maybe you're already a volunteer, but you're like, man, you know, I'm a volunteer here, but I've just, I feel like, man, I, I need to up my game. I would figure out how to up your game. You're already a volunteer here, figure out how to up your game. Maybe you serve once a month and you wanna to go to every week. Maybe you've said, I, I've been working, uh, just saying hey to people, but I wanna work with kids. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I know that God calls us to do different things and uses moments like today to call us to different things and change our lives in a different and unique way. I am standing on this stage today because 22 some odd years ago, I heard something like this and finally said, yes, what could God do through your life and your journey and your story of restoration and redemption through you saying yes. The truth is, you'll never know until you actually do it and say yes. Live to serve is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that is the heartbeat of downtown Harbor Church, and we never want to miss it or take it for granted. So if you're a new or if you're a volunteer already, allow us to say this morning, thank you for what you do. If you're someone who will be soon, we cannot wait to work with you. Live to Serve, week two. Next week, we'll talk about one of the most important aspects of volunteering and what it is. And I will tell you, it's something that changes lives over and over again. That's it for me today, everybody. We'll see you next week, 9 and 10.30. Have a great Sunday. Bye-bye.